Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and transformation coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones. Blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I know what you're thinking, bitch. Where have you been? (laughs) I know, I know. I've shared with my ladies in the program naturally because it also affected them. But I was in a pretty nasty car accident right around three weeks ago or so. Um, And it was very dramatic to say the least. I was T-boned literally on the street to my house. I had to be cut out the car and rushed to the hospital in an ambulance. And I feel like I say ambulance weird. (laughs) Ambulance. 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 Anyway. (laughs) But so recovery from that has been a little difficult to say the least. Um, Not even as much physically as it is mentally and draining. The process is very draining. Who knew when you get into a car accident, there is so much paperwork. Oh my God, I was not prepared for the amount of papers that I would have to be filling out and phone calls and doctor follow-ups. It's a lot. This was also my very first car accident. I think I said that. So a girl is a little scarred. My anxiety is a little high right now, but I am okay. Thank the Lord. Uh, so no need to send flowers or a sympathy card, but my absence has been largely due to that. I wanted to share because I think it's really important to know that when you listen to a podcast, when you have a favorite blogger, an influencer that you like to walk, these are still humans behind the screen and things happen. I think that's why my ladies open up to me so much in the program because I've never been the person who hounds somebody for life happening. I I believe in getting back up and not throwing a pity party. But at the end of the day, we are all human and we have human experiences and things. Shit happens that is completely out of our control. And the best thing you can do is rewire and keep going. I remember my partner actually yelling at me in the hospital bed because as I was laying there in a neck brace getting ready to get x-rays and CT scans I was like oh my god like I have coaching sessions today like my girls are they need me right now and he was like you have just been in a car accident like chill out (laughs) and the support from my ladies in the program oh my god it made me love them so much more because the entire time I'm an anxiety ball fearing that I'm not able to do my part as a coach and they're like um girl like you are here for us every single day like please focus on getting better and stop worrying about us we got this and they did I came back to coaching sessions last week and they are crushing it I'm so 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 proud of them so I wanted to shout them out really fast and pat them on the back because it's funny to say I always feel like a support system to other people but my support system during this time has been amazing so I am back and I am popping and I am on the mic so I'm excited to be here just before the accident I had actually posted a poll on story and asked you ladies what you wanted me to talk about, what you wanted to hear about something that has been heavy on your heart or your mind or something that you've been struggling with, what you wanted to basically listen to. And an overwhelming amount of you said, girl, toxic relationships. Someone literally wrote, we need that prayer, sis. And so even though my podcast is about 
entrepreneurship and routines and mindset and transforming your body and your and your mind. I feel like all this plays into it. I can't tell you how many girls in the program are just out of a breakup or break up with their significant other during the program. And so support and routine building and mindset building and self-esteem building and all of those things that tie into it are really important during that time. So I figured I would do an episode that it seems some of you out there need right now, or even if you don't need it at this moment, you could experience something because again, we are humans and shit happens. You might experience something down the line and revert back to this episode and it could help you. So before I get into today's conversation and start handing out my chicken nuggets and sweet and sour sauce, (laughs) I want to let you ladies know that I am not perfect. Uh, My relationship is not perfect. We have our faults, our insecurities, and our moments for sure, but we do love and respect each other, so we are there to lean on each other through it. I also think it's really important to know that while relationships can inspire you, you should never, ever, 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 ever look up to one. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. People go through things just like you, regardless of how perfect it seems on the outside. I have a very beautiful and spontaneous relationship with my fiance. Uh, but it took a lot of work to get here. And to be honest, we are still going through our trials and tribulations as we probably will for the rest of our lives. A lot of tough conversations happen, a few times of almost breaking up, a lot of compromising and communication and effort. We are going in on year four of being together. And it would be so silly and naive and dishonest for me to sit here and say that it's been a field of flowers the entire time. We've gone through depression together and life-altering incidents, hospital stays, family issues, co-parenting issues, boundaries being crossed, both together um, and with Bexley's mom. So the issues we faced are real. But we get through them by talking and loving on each other the entire way out. Like I said, it's not perfect, but I'm very proud of the relationship I have and the man I have and the person who is continuously working on himself as I am so that we are always evolving and trying to get to a better and more compromised place. So I do just want to put out there that while beautiful relationships exist, people are human and they're navigating through life and it's not always easy. And when you pick, because ladies, a man does not pick you. You pick him. You are the chooser and the captain of your ship. You have to pick a partner who respects you and who allows you to be you and supports you. And you have to do the same in turn. I think that's something that I had to learn, especially in this relationship with Otis. I had to learn that most of the time when you are nagging someone to change or to fix themselves, to be honest, half the time it's you. And you have the option to either work on the things that you feel like you have to work on in order to make the relationship better because no one else is responsible for your happiness but you or you can leave. I think love is such a beautiful thing to experience and it hasn't always been beautiful. I've been through some things, uh, but I've been pretty open about my past and what I've gone through. I've been in my fair share of just flat out 
bad and toxic relationships where you stay and you stay and you stay and you begin to spin in inner turmoil of wanting to leave. And then once you're out, you have all these new insecurities and mental bruises and traumas that you didn't have coming in. That was me, to be honest. It took a lot of years of reflection and growth and a little therapy to grow from it. Because I think it's important to know that when you're in a toxic relationship, most of the time, not always, specifically when it's regarding abuse, physical and verbal abuse, Uh, But when you're in a toxic relationship, your partner isn't the only one who's toxic. And being able to identify your faults is really, really, really important for me. I think this was a big one. I am a true Leo. I feel like I am always right about everything. Um, And that is very toxic. I am also really, really sensitive, like really, really sensitive, but only to certain people. And I had to learn because I'm still learning that all criticism is not the same. Sometimes it's it really is to help your relationship. And you're probably thinking, how is being sensitive a toxic behavior? Like, girl, everybody's sensitive. Well, honestly, when someone is communicating with you about something that they need from you, and you take it as a personal attack on you, or you feel like you never do anything wrong, chances are that person isn't feeling heard, which can lead to them shutting down entirely or feel like what they have to say isn't valued um, or immediately having to jump on the defense because you're essentially making what they're saying about you. Otis would tell me, honestly, girl, he told me last week, "Um, Chantel, stop being so sensitive. Like, this isn't to hurt your feelings. I'm telling you this because it bothers me. And I think, honestly, I think he's just as sensitive as I am because I have to say that to him a lot too but these are things that you have to be able to identify in order to move forward so basically the gist of that was everything doesn't always happen to you and sometimes you are the blunt of toxic behaviors but sometimes you're the perpetrator as well and so you have to be able to recognize that and actively work on areas people are consistently telling you uh, that you need to work on there is a trend I will have to admit I've heard this before and so when you get to a relationship that you don't want to lose or you value too much um, over your pride or your ego, you have to break down those walls and say, okay, I've got to work on this. This is someone that I love and respect and I either lose them or I just work on my shit and I get it together and I become a healthier version of myself. I think there are a ton of toxic behaviors that we have all done being controlling manipulating a situation playing victim throwing low blows and arguments that are really hard to come back from this is a big one but what makes a relationship toxic not having toxic moments but a pattern of toxicity is when a range of behaviors are reoccurring if you're constantly having to repeat yourself boo get the fuck up on out of there and i'm not talking just you know a couple times i'm talking about You know, you're years in and you're still saying the same things that you were saying at the beginning of the relationship. It's time to throw in that hand, girl, and call it a quits and cash out while you can. This is also something I had to learn firsthand. So today, I just really wanted to flow. I wanted to have a conversation and and share my past experiences and what I learned from them and how they got me to a place that I am today and kind of how to identify toxic behaviors that aren't always so obvious. Um, But they are once you leave and you've got those new wounds that you have to heal from. There aren't many things I regret because I feel like everything I've done and experienced has led me to where I am today and the man that I have and the family that I have who I am also grateful for. But one of the things that if I could do it again, I probably would have been single the first two, three years of college. And I'm talking single, single. I'm talking no situationships, 
some light dating here and there, but single. I think I missed out on those self-exploration years because I was with someone who at the time seemed great in like the first week. And as time went on, I finally left and realized, holy shit, that was abusive as fuck. I lost parts of myself that I had to work very, very hard to gain back. In a weird way, I am thankful. Again, I'm thankful for my experiences because I learned from them and I was able to identify things that I wasn't willing to put up with in the future and that saved me. But to be honest, if you can avoid it, fuck yeah, do that. And I think that's what I'm essentially saying is that it's important to be able to identify when you're in a relationship that is not serving you and uplifting you. And it's important to know when you should leave because as soon as you're able to identify behaviors that are essentially red flags, get out. There's a saying that I love that red flags you ignore in the beginning are the reasons you leave later. And I think it's very, 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 very true. The things that you overlook or think that they'll get past most of the time, they don't. And so there's no reason for you to stay and be the blunt of someone's demons, the blunt of somebody's traumas, because all that does is inflict new traumas onto you. A little backstory. um, When I came to college, I met someone my very, very first week. And hindsight, I think I was just over giddy about the college experience. I had all these fantasies in my head of how it would go and how like a college romance would go. So I met someone my first week. Um, It was a very whirlwind, quick relationship, which is honestly a red flag right there. I overlooked a lot of things that were happening in the beginning because I wanted this. I wanted this college romance that I just seen in movies and heard people talking about. In that relationship, I was cheated on. I was verbally abused and I was portrayed as the bad guy. So not only was there no accountability on the other side, the person that I was dating, but there were a lot of things that were projected onto me. And so I began to develop new insecurities and a low self-esteem because I felt like I was the person who was doing all this when in reality it was not me. But at the time, I tolerated things that I should have never, ever, ever tolerated. And I stayed way longer than I should have. I was in that relationship for two and a half years. And guys, you cannot get that time back. And the longer you stay, no matter how better you feel like it it has the potential of getting, if it's not getting better, then you have an obligation to yourself, to yourself to leave. Eventually I did. Needless to say, I got my space and I began to heal. And it was a really, really, really hard adjustment at first. I mean, really hard. I think breakups were the worst thing ever. That heartbreak is real, especially when you're reeling in. I mean, the minute you break up with someone, the only thing that floods your memories or your thought process are the good memories, the good times, not this 80% of the time you were crying or upset or hurt or paranoid or feeling low about yourself or insecure about yourself and feeling controlled. You don't think about the 80%. You think about that 20% where he brought you flowers one day, you know? I also think this was a time that social media was just building a presence. I had just got an Instagram my freshman year in college. And so I remember when we were breaking up or when I left the relationship 
one of my thoughts were just like, well, what is everyone going to say? Because I defended this person and I told everybody that we were going to beat the odds, right? And that sounds very trivial, but these are things that people think about because it, it, it almost feels embarrassing, right? It almost feels shameful that your relationship didn't last. And these are things that I learned one nobody really gives a shit about, you know, when you first break up, it's like, oh, they broke up and then no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like no one cares. But these are all things that contributed to my anxiety and made me second guess myself. So I struggled. I had a very, 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 very tough year, but it was also a beautiful year and a year that I'm so thankful that I had because I got to experience college without the chains of and the mental chains of just being in a relationship that was no longer serving me and, and lifting me up. I felt very isolated from friends. I think one of the biggest regrets in my college career is that I didn't spend the years building friendships that lasted. I see people who meet their their lifelong friends in college. And sometimes I struggle with not having that experience because I felt isolated in where I was. I went through one of the roughest transitions of my life that year. I learned what being independent really, really meant. I learned the importance of a solid support system, my friends and my family. And I, I gained new friends that even if some of them were seasonal, they were there for a time in my life that I needed them. They served their purpose. I served their purpose. And then we parted our different ways. I learned that we are young. I don't care if you're 50 and you're listening to this, you can start over whenever you want, however many times you need to. This game of life isn't over until you're dead and buried in the ground, boo. Do what you want while you can and start over as many times as you feel you need to. I think toxic behaviors disguise themselves a lot as love and it can be really, really confusing when you're battling on whether or not to leave a relationship because you just don't know, right? You don't really know. Sometimes you start to second guess yourself like, I'm the one who's overreacting right I'm the one who shouldn't have said that to make him upset I'm the one who shouldn't have went out with my friends because I know he's he worries about me these are all things that I used to think in my head that were normal and they weren't normal so I feel like if you're being manipulated if, if you're with someone who constantly never does anything wrong who never takes accountability or never takes ownership of their actions you're in a toxic relationship if you're with someone who stonewalls you who completely ignores you as a form of punishment and doesn't want to work through things, you're in a toxic relationship. If you are with someone who is constantly verbally abrasive to you, who makes comments on your clothes, on your hair, who you hang out with, how long you were out, why you didn't call them back, you're in a controlling and toxic relationship. And obviously someone who hits you, um, who causes physical harm to you um, on a consistent basis and shows no remorse or gaslights you into believing that, well, you shouldn't have said this and I wouldn't have hit you or you shouldn't have made me mad and I wouldn't have hit you. You're in a toxic relationship in an abusive relationship. And I think all of these are forms of abuse, right? They have a very, very, very good way of hiding themselves. It's kind of like a virus. They attach to you and they become a part of you. So you start to feel like this is your normal, right? This is just how it's supposed to be, but it's not. And it isn't until you heal that you begin to realize that. But I think our guts and our instincts are our biggest helper in this situation because at the end of the day, if you have reoccurring thoughts, if you have to question, if if you're in a toxic relationship, I think you've answered the question for yourself. And healing is hard. 
It's really hard. But the first step in healing is getting your space and being able to reflect back on things that you tolerated that you shouldn't have tolerated. I was single for about a year and a half when I met Otis. And that was a year and a half that I truly, truly, truly loved only because I really got to learn myself all over again. And I built my self-worth back up and I built my self-esteem back up. And I had hard nose on shit that I was not willing to deal with. And I knew the next person that I was going to be with either respected me and valued me and what I brought to the table as a woman, but not even as a woman, as a a person, um, a human being on the same exact level and that they if they didn't treat me like they're equal it wasn't gonna work these were things that I was very very firm on and when I met Otis we spent six months casually dating and there were moments where I had to tell him look this is me this is what I bring to the table you either see it or you don't but I'm not gonna stay and be treated this way I'm just letting you know and there are many times where Otis had to tell me that look this is I've dealt with this before I'm not gonna deal with this again you either shape up or you leave and so (laughs) we were very firm with each other on what we were willing to deal with and what we were willing not to deal with and how we wanted to be treated a lot of community communication, a lot of hard talks. Um, And hard talks always are hard in that moment. But you really, really see the results of them weeks later, months later, when the conversations that you're having are really being put to use. And you're starting to see the growth in all those hard talks, right? Healing from toxic relationships is hard, but baby, you are a queen and you don't deserve to spend a second of your life dealing with people who don't deserve you and don't value you and don't respect you. I remember thinking that I would never find anyone like my ex, which now when I think about all the dramatic conversations I had with myself going through a breakup, um, I laugh because I'm like, girl, (laughs) because he wasn't, I won't say he was a terrible person, but we were not healthy for one another. And he likely thinks the same exact way I think. And I can own up to some of my toxic traits and some of my behaviors that were no goes. But I think about how I used to feel and then how I feel now. I had to let go of feeling like I had to control my narrative, right? And I think it's also really important to know that when you leave a relationship, how someone else tells their story or what someone else says about you is none of your business. You don't heal by worrying about what your ex is on Twitter saying about your relationship, right? Very seldom do people take accountability for their actions during a breakup, but you can change that pattern and you can identify the things that you need to work on and you need to write your list of things you're not willing to bend on and then go and live life. I didn't search for Otis. Otis literally fell into my lap. (laughs) I didn't search for a relationship. I didn't pray about it either. The only thing I prayed about was growing as a woman and building a life that I've always wanted for myself. And through that, I met Otis and our stars kind of aligned. We're engaged. We're getting married next year. We're co-parenting. Um, and cohabitating and we're thriving being my full unaltered self it's so beautiful like I said we have our moments and I think it's um I think it's really 
easy to get caught up in this ideal of perfect because we live in a world where people only post the good things that happen to them in their lives. But I always remind people that you are not entitled to know what trials and tribulations are people are going through behind closed doors. People are allowed to post their achievements and the good things that are going on. And they do not have to post the bad things that are happening behind closed doors. Transparency is awesome and it's amazing. And it should be valued when it's there. But like I said, you are not entitled to know what people are really going through behind closed doors. I think it's your responsibility to understand the terms and conditions of social media. That half the time, what you see is not always the full story. It's not the full spectrum. And you should be able to identify that. So the next time that you go to someone's page who it seems like they have it all together, they don't. No one does. Michelle and Barack Obama, I'm sure, have some pretty nasty arguments. (laughs) I'm sure they're healthy arguments, but I'm sure they have them. And so it's just really, really important to know that I've never been the type of person to look up to what anybody else has. I'm very, very focused on what I have in front of me and making that the best possible situation. And I feel like if you can take anything from this podcast episode, it's to value yourself and respect yourself and in turn find someone who respects you and loves you just as much as you love yourself. At the end of the day, you are the only person responsible for your happiness. And if you stay in a situation that is not serving you or makes you very unhappy on a consistent basis, it is your job to get out. It is your job to leave and to make your life a beautiful one. You don't have to stick around in trauma. Breakups are fucking hard and they suck for a while. But the end, the light at the end of that tunnel is beautiful and life is beautiful. And there are so many people on this planet that would kill to give you everything that you ask for. I'd like to throw in there that if you aren't getting something out of the relationship that you need, no matter how silly you feel like it is, leave. There is someone out there that wouldn't bat an eye at the request. Don't be with anyone who isn't proud to share your love, proud to love you in the way you ask and respects you on how you're showing up today. Not who they imagine you to be or who they think you have the potential to be, who you are right now. I think that was a big thing for me. Otis loves me for me. I am weird up in this house. Um, He is weird. He's way weirder than me. (laughs) But I also get to be myself. I get to post what I want on social media. He's very secure. I will say this. Otis is very, very secure in himself as a man. Um, And that is something that I did not have. My ex was very insecure as in who he was. And so the things that I posted or the things that I said affected him because he wasn't secure. And ladies, we have to be secure in ourselves as a woman. Know your boundaries, of course, and discuss them with your partners. But at the same time, um... I don't have to sugarcoat anything. I do whatever I want and Otis loves and respects me for that and him in return. I think he's actually a little better at it than I am, which I am working on. (laughs) This isn't a one-way street, boo. You've got to work on yourself, not for your relationship, but to heal as a person. Showing up better in the relationship is just a bonus. It's just a cherry on top of the sundae. And so what I want you to take from this episode as you're in the car on the way to work, well, actually, I don't think anybody's working with Big Rona on the loose, but 
But if you're on the toilet, if you're in the bathtub, if you're cleaning around the house, if you're on a walk right now and you've got your headphones in, what I want you to take from this episode is that you healing and you focusing on what you bring to the table and what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept is the biggest factor in the relationships that you end up with. Spot those red flags, respect yourself and say, I'm not willing to deal with anybody who doesn't respect themselves on a level that I do. You have to love yourself enough to not put yourself voluntarily because when you stay in a relationship way longer than you should, you're voluntarily subjecting yourself to traumas and new insecurities. You have to love and respect yourself enough as a woman, as a, as a human being on this planet that I'm not willing to deal with anybody who doesn't meet my standards. Girl, don't drop your standards because you're afraid to be lonely. And don't worry about breaking up with somebody because you're afraid to see them with someone else. Worry about you. And when you worry about you and manifesting beautiful energy and healing your toxic habits, you attract someone who is on the same wavelength as you. And that is a beautiful thing. And ladies, that wraps up today's episode. I really, really hope that today resonated with you. I know I didn't give specific nuggets, but I wanted this to feel like very conversational, like we were in the living room talking and, and you were going through a breakup and I told you, girl, don't put up with nobody's bullshit. <laughs> but I wanted this to feel very conversational. Um, and I really, really hope it did. I hope it helped. Even if just a fraction of the podcast today helped you in some way or enlightened you in some way or gave you some insight, I hope you take that and you run with it. And don't be afraid to let me know what you want me to what you want me to talk about more. I can I can do this a part two. I can get knee deep into the toxic behaviors and my experience and, and experiences and how I healed from them. Healing from trauma is no easy feat, but it, oh my God, it's doable. And when you do, it's beautiful. But as always, ladies, if you loved this episode, I would love, love, love if you left me a five-star rating and review. Um, And if you didn't, if today's episode wasn't for you, that's okay. I'm sure the next one will be. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.